Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Try to imagine what every comic's worst nightmare is. Surely it is to perform to an audience of one. But apparently not for Robin Granger, who, following his show to a, to one person, he feels absolutely invincible ever since. Robin's show, Robin Time, is showing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival at the moment, and he joins me now. Robin, you're very welcome to the show. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm hoping that more than one person is listening to me out there, but I have actually no proof, so we could just be talking to each other. How are you getting on? Yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, one person's all right by me anyway. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your show. Um, so the show is called Robin Time and it's on at the Stand Comedy Club at 6.40 every evening. Um, and it's a, it's a kind of joyful, happy show. I do I do storytelling, observational material. I'm a big fan of Billy Connolly, Tommy Tiernan, Kevin Bridges, acts like that. So it's that kind of stuff. Um, and it's really, really funny. And um, yeah, it's just about, it's ironically uh, about... Uh, uh, using time wisely not wasting time that's kind of the theme of the show is just to be nice to people uh, be as nice as you possibly can and um, use time well because you don't know what's around the corner like after the couple of years the world's all had that's what it was about So I've been, performed at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I know that there is a there is a sort of a culture of comedians and artists standing out on the street sort of begging people to come into their shows or at least there's a competitiveness of trying to get your audience. <laughs> Tell us about what happened on the particular day when you were getting ready for the show. Did you know that the audience was not going to be there? Uh, no. So I was quite, I'm quite optimistic, Stephanie. So I didn't check ticket sales. I just thought it's the very <laughs> first Friday of the Fringe. Everyone's tweeting about busy rooms. It's the first Friday. People need to laugh after things that have gone on the past couple of years. That'll be fine. I was running around the city. You maybe know this. You have to go and do a lot of guest spots and then exit flyer and kind of beg people, come and see me later on, come and see me later on. Um, so I didn't check. I was just backstage thinking, oh, I'll be fine. And then my tech came through and um, I asked to get to, to know, you know, to say, you're, you're on in a minute. Are you all right? Do you need anything? And I went, how's it looking, mate? And he winced. Oh. Um, and no one ever winces for a good reason, do they? That's not a positive bit no. of body language at all. No one ever wins the lottery and winces about it. Um, so I went, how many is it? And uh, how many is there? And he went, one. There's one person in there. So I quickly made up my mind. I'll go out and see see what would happen. So I walked out and, and, and met my audience member. <laughs> okay, tell us about that. So you walk out. How big is the venue? Like how many empty seats are we looking at? So there are 39 empty seats. Okay. Um, it's a 40-seater at the Stand Comedy Club. Lovely room. Um, when busy. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. And so where, I'm, paint the picture for us, like where is this audience member? Are they right up yeah. the front? God love them. Have they sat at the back? This is the brilliant touch. This is another beautiful, uh, beautiful quality that Mike, my audience member, has, is he didn't sit at the back. He wasn't arrogant enough to sit at the front. He sat right in the middle, obviously optimistic, thinking, well, it'll busy up around me and I'll have a good seat. Um, yeah, so he was kind of in the middle there. Did you have a chance to ask Mike how he felt? Because I, as a single audience member, would also be like, oh God, please, yeah. I don't want to leave. Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, one of, uh, it was one of my first questions. I said like, hi, I'm Robin. Thanks for coming. Uh, what's your name? Mike, where are you from? Leicester. Um, and then he... You know, we kind of, he kind of said like, um, you know, if you want to do it on a busier night and I'll come back to that or, you know, he said like, I'm here. 
And then I realized he's right. Like he's paid his ticket money just like everyone else has. He he took a flyer on a whim, had an hour to kill kind of thing. So he walked up some stairs and into a room and he's he's kind of, he's optimistic about it and positive and encouraging and stuff. So I just thought we'd do the show. And it was a very different show, obviously, to what it is when it's busier. But it was a really, really, really fun show. It was really good fun. There's this, uh, I think it's like a psychological theory that, you know, people laugh out loud in groups and that the bigger mm-hmm. an audience is, laughter is infectious, but people on their own tend to like not really laugh out loud because they're embarrassed. Did he laugh at your jokes? Did it, did it go down well? Yeah, so I tailored a lot of it to Mike, I'm not going to lie. Um, but when I did kind of observational stuff, relatable material that I was going to do anyway, if it was 40 seats full, 20 seats full or whatever, he laughed just as hard at the right bits of the show that anyone has ever laughed at them, you know what I mean? So and he wasn't, there's a lovely thing about him, he wasn't sort of embarrassed or self-conscious because you're right, laughter is a communal thing. If other people laugh around you, you sort of join in, mm-hmm. don't you? Like, um, no, he really laughed. Like, he came out crying, laughing, and gave me a big hug. Um, and then he spoke to someone on his way out who was, unbeknownst to me, a reviewer. Um, but, yeah, he really did laugh. We have a text in here from a listener called Dan that says, well, that guy should be proud of his show. 100% of his audience decided to stay and sit it out. Would be worse if 50 <laughs> left with one behind. Um, so how uh, how has the show been going since? So since then... Um, uh, like said, reviewer wrote about it on social media on the Saturday morning. Did they write um, that only I'm, one person had showed up or what did they write? Yeah, yeah, that exactly. So she she came out and spoke to me after Mike had gone on his way and she said, I spoke to your audience, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a word I had to Google. I did, is that a thing, single um, person audience? Yeah, well, now it is. Now it's a globally viral word. Okay, um, great. So I think it is now. But yeah, so, and she said, well, he was full of your praises. And I also, I heard the show through the wall because she was to review um, the next show after me. Um, she could have come in. I mean, there was loads of seats. I know, there was loads of room. She <laughs> could have laid down on one of the rows. Uh, it would have been lovely. But um no, and she said it sounded really energetic, really joyful, really funny. So I asked her front of house staff, like, uh, what's it like in there? And the ticket person said he sold one. That's the kind of energy and passion he's given to one person in there. Um, and she said, so I'm going to review the show after you, but if you don't mind, I'm going to put up a separate Facebook post. And lo and behold, it was Kate Copstick who writes for the Scotsman here, oh, wow. which is kind of a, re- a really big newspaper. Yes. And she wrote, I met the audience and he came out crying, laughing, said he'd never seen a show funnier. Um, and that to me reads like a fire. So I low-key got a five-star Scotsman review on day one of the festival. From a reviewer who wasn't By accident on audio alone. Um, Yeah, so thank you very much, Kate Copsick. It was a lovely thing to do and she didn't have to do it. um, And it's kind of spun spun on and on from there, really. So have you you had bigger audiences? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So yeah, I went out on the Saturday after it kind of started going viral kind of thing um, online because I tweeted about it and the tweet's now on like 300,000 views or whatever it's on now. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I walked out on Saturday and there were 30 people in the room. That's a huge, in- that that's a brilliant improvement and we're very, very like, glad for you. Uh, how, uh, long, yeah. how long is the show running for? Um, so it's on every day until the 28th of August. Yeah, every day. That's the thing about Edinburgh, isn't it? It is a <laughs> marathon. Like, do you not get any day off? Um, I think I might have Monday off the show, but I'm doing other gigs. Right, okay. Um, because I've still got to, still got to promote it. Like, there still might be two. This might, see, this is the thing. People might think, all right, well, we'll just, just one ticket needs to be sold now. 
he's the one man one man show guy so i have to do it even if there's only one person there because that's like my new my new usp <laughs> that's your new so, um, but, but thankfully thankfully ticket sales have, have been going very well um Kevin Bridges just put it in his Instagram story just there. So We have a text here yes. from Limo and Galway who says, no way I could ever do stand-up. How do you <laughs> battle the nerves and the sweat? Were you nervous? Um, I kind of, in the 90 seconds after my tech had said there's one and did the wince thing, I kind of went through every emotion, like fear, a sort of surreal sort of joy of like, oh no, oh, what is going to happen? Because what if he leaves? What if he heckles and leaves? Yeah. Well, if he goes, not for me, it's too awkward. Well, if he heckles and leaves, then you're at least put out of your misery, you know? So it's yeah. like, okay, fine, I can just go home and eat a pizza. Well, that was it. So after that, like the review kind of the Facebook thing and all the viral media and the global news and all that aside, like Mike just laughing in the room in the moment, that was like, that was the highlight for me. Like I'd, I'd done it, I'd completed it. I'd done the scariest kind of show you can do. And then the fringe was always going to be fine after that anyway, because I'd done what you're not supposed to do which yeah, is do a show to one person the worst part was over we have loads of texts yeah. coming in Robin uh, I'm getting <laughs> bum sweat listening to this man I'm cringing so hard for him my nerves I'm amazed at how comics have the strength to get up on stage and perform this way it takes some backbone fair play to this man if you are Thank going you. to Edinburgh he's going to be there like a workhorse until the 28th of <laughs> August tell us again it's the stand up the stand comedy club yeah, the Stand Comedy Club and the show is called Robin Time and it's on at 6.40pm and uh, it's lots of fun. And um, follow along the story by following me on social media if you like. It's just at Robin Granger on Twitter and at Robin underscore Granger on Instagram. That's Granger with an I, so G-R-A-I-N-G-E-R. Robin Granger, yeah. comedian, thank you so much and the very best of luck. Break a leg. We hope you sell out all of the days. Uh, uh, yeah, have a good time. Thank you so, so much for having No problem, me. no problem. The very best of luck. There is no, there's no joke. Uh, Edinburgh is, it's, it's a, it's a mart. It is, it is a very, very tough, very, very tough gig. So fair play to Robin there performing to an audience of one. I think the smallest audience I performed to in Edinburgh was four and it did feel like a bit of a slog. More texts coming in on the loneliness topic, which we were talking to Andrea Mara about um, loneliness in new motherhood, new motherhood, um, Lisa and Greystones has gotten in touch to say mother and baby groups do help with loneliness. Yes, some mothers bitch and vent, but that has to have its place. So many more are supportive and great. Don't let those texts put you off. So if you're listening and you've just been put off um, going to a mother and baby group, don't. Lisa and Greystones says, just go, just go. There will be people bitching, but there will also be people there to help you. So go and do that. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.